Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Cluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Cluck, and we're back from a one-week break on the podcast with a 12-questions version. Today, it is Garrett Smithley, who drives the number zero, the number nothing car for JD Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. Tell you what, Garrett Smithley, extremely underrated personality in NASCAR, one of the more personable drivers, nice guy, and someone who reached out and said, hey, I want to do the 12 questions, so I love it when drivers want to do that because it means they're into it, and hopefully we'll give good answers, and I think that was the case with Garrett. So let's jump right into how he answered this year's 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Garrett Smithley, and uh, Garrett, thanks for doing this. The first one is, um, how often do you have dreams about racing? Dreams about racing? Um, I dream a lot. Just in general. Oh, I okay. Love, I'm actually fascinated with dreams. Really? Yeah. How I, so? I just, I I feel like it's like a gateway into it, like a different realm. I don't know. We're getting deep. But um, no, I, I really, uh, I don't know. I've, I've watched a lot of like YouTube videos. I haven't like studied or anything like that. But like mm-hmm. I've just watched, I'm interested in them. I think mm-hmm. it's cool. I wish I could go back and rewatch my dreams. Um, racing, as of late, probably like 40%, something like that. Before I race full time, I I dream about it all the time. Now that I race full time, I don't dream about it quite as much. I have a reoccurring nightmare that I I'm not ready. I don't oh. have my helmet. I don't have my stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's always I hate those dreams. Do you think that dreams mean something? Like they have messages or anything? I think sometimes. Yeah. I think dreams like can, like, you can like use them, in like it, your life. Um, I guess dreams different dreams have like meaning. Mm-hmm. And I've looked up some of those. Don't ask me right now because I'm not in that mindset. But uh-huh. um, like, if you dream you're falling, or if you dream something's going on, or you know whatever, um, I think it means something. Yeah. So you can use them to help help you out in life too. Okay. Um, if you get into someone during a race, intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? If I apologize, um, probably. I think a lot of drivers say that it doesn't matter. If somebody apologizes, it actually happened uh, like a few races ago. Okay. Somebody got into me and, and ended up wrecking us. Oh. He came over and apologized. Um, and I think you say deep down, oh, it doesn't matter. But I think you really, it does matter. Because mm-hmm. this is such a mental sport. And I think if you're racing that guy, you're going to say, oh, well, he apologized. So I guess, eh. So I think it matters. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Oh, probably that I belong. That you belong. Yeah. Interesting. I um I don't come from a racing background and uh kind of started late. I started when I was fifteen, so um I've always kind of been told that I wasn't gonna make it to this level. So when people say, "Man, like doing a good job," like like you belong here. You belong in a race car. I think that's a really, really good compliment wow. from anybody. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, NASCAR comes to you and they're like, hey, Garrett, great news. Um, we're bringing this celebrity to the racetrack. We'd love for you to host them uh, for a morning before the race. Um, who is a celebrity you'd be really excited to host? Uh, I think I have two answers. Can I have two answers to sure. this? All right. Any of the sharks from Shark Tank. Okay. Any of those. Or Camila Cabello. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I have a crush on her. 
did you like uh, Fifth Harmony in general before they? I didn't broke know that they were a thing. Okay. And then I found out the whole you know Camila Cabello did her own thing, and then mm-hmm. I went back and listened. I was like, oh, this is Fifth Harmony. I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm sorry that I knew that. I used to like Ariana Grande, uh-huh. but now she's like married with Pete Davidson or whatever. So that killed it for you. Yeah. Oh. Like, I don't have a chance. Right. They're like in love. Yeah. So. Well, if you've been on SNL or something, I mean, yeah, made out a shot. <laughs> I yeah. could have had a shot. I'm not funny like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in an effort to show this is a health-conscious sport, NASCAR decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do that? For one race? That you get the number one pit stall selection just for one race. No. Yeah. No, not, not worth it? No. Oh. If it was like for a month, maybe. Uh-huh. I think I could, I could eat some chicken Alfredo. Or I guess... Nope. Well, can I eat Alfredo? Nope. I can't eat Alfredo. No, because that's cheesy, creamy oh sauce, Oh, my gosh. Right? No, yeah. absolutely not. Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> not, not even for a month. Not even okay. for a year. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so now it's time for the random race challenge. I've picked a random race from your career on Racing Reference, and you have to guess where you finished in this race. Okay. So this is the 2016 Michigan Xfinity race. Hmm. I was battling with Ryan Priest. I think we beat him by one spot. 2016? Uh, 20... 21st. Nope. This was P17. 17th? Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah, you give finished... Give myself more credit. Right behind uh, Ross and right ahead of Brendan Gaughan, actually. Oh. Were you thinking of a different race? No. No? Uh, you know, I think Brennan had some type of issue. He had like a – because we raced him a lot. I just didn't think we finished that well. You did. 17th. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Garrett, who is the best rapper alive? Eminem. No doubt. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. That was easy for I'm me. not like a huge rap fan, mm-hmm. but, yeah, Eminem for sure. Okay. Rap God. I yeah. Can I give a nod to, like, Little Dicky, though? Because like I really like Little Dicky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he's hilarious. So the he's music... not the best, but he's actually gotten me back into like rap and stuff. The and music I know video he's... for his song with Chris Brown is pretty hilarious. Oh, it's Freaky Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I, all his uh, Save That Money, um, Pillow Talking. Uh, what's What's the other one? Save That Money is my favorite from him. I don't and think I know, I know that one. I know he's been around for a little bit. But yeah. I just recently discovered him. Mm-hmm. So me too. Honestly, that um, that Chris Brown song, the Freaky Friday song, yep. is how I was like, oh wait, oh this guy, yeah. Yep. So interesting. Yep. I probably can't link to that in this blog post. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I can. <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah, okay. Uh, the important question here: Who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> how am I supposed to answer this? I'm uh, very carefully. Maybe uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess I could have another two-part answer, right? Sure. So you could either answer it as yourself. Mm-hmm. So myself, I feel like I would want to punch somebody that I could fight. And I feel like I could fight. Um, I don't know. Tyler Reddick's pretty short, so I could fight him. Okay. You'd have a chance. <laughs> I'd, I feel like I'd have a chance with, with Reddick. Mm-hmm. I like I like Tyler. Okay. But I feel like we could fight. Okay. <laughs> It'd be a good fight. I'm yeah. not a fighter. I don't fight. Um, but if we're looking at, like, past situations, as far as people wanting to punch somebody, probably Brad, right? It seems like he comes up a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I so, say. I like Brad, too. Uh-huh. I wouldn't punch Brad. He's mm-hmm. never made me mad. But there's been a lot of... Like, if you look... Who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? If you look at, like, stats-wise... Right. Like, is there, like, a racing reference for, like, punches? <laughs> That'd be cool, right? <laughs> that would be very helpful. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your race team for just part for just one race, part of a big publicity push they're doing. They're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks to the track, and you have to pick one to be your spotter, one to be your motorhome driver, and one to be your crew chief. Ooh. Well, Taylor's going to be the motorhome driver. <laughs> so you you knew that right away. Yeah, she's pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> she can sing me songs when I have a bad race when I come back to the motorhome. Okay. Um, ooh, okay. So we got Tom Hanks and we have LeBron. Well, LeBron's like, he's like a champion. Mm-hmm. So I feel like crew chief. Yeah. Because he knows how to get it done. Okay. And then Tom Hanks, if I could have like Woody spotting for me, <laughs> that would be awesome. Because I love Toy Story. Yeah. Woody or Captain Phillips or any of those guys he wouldn't be distracted forrest gump if he could do like the four he could i could be like i would be like this car sucks lebron what are you doing and tom would just be like laugh is like a box of chocolates <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you can he'd be like garrett i feel like we could make like a whole race radioactive just of our radio yeah with tom hanks up on you would thing. take it over you'd own it yeah, yeah. let's let's do it okay <laughs> Um, what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? This is a problem. This is, is a problem in NASCAR. Okay. I want every track to listen to your podcast. And, like, we need, like, driver's bathrooms, like three or four or five of them, mm-hmm. right where our cars are, like porta-potties. So a lot of people don't like porta-potties. Yeah. I like porta-potties. You're fine with them? Because I can – it's, like, private – get away you can meditate <laughs> yeah you're by yourself <laughs> yeah um i think watkins Glen is like a like there's a like yeah i think watkins Glen's one of the tough ones oh some some tracks like are good like you gotta scout them out because mm-hmm. i go like right up right off the truck i'm i'm going to the bathroom yeah that's it's a must yeah uh yeah because you know yeah, because you don't want to. I've never peed in my seat, so. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hope that streak. It's continues. seriously. It's a. It's like, if there's not porta potties on, like you have to make sure that you know where you're going, before like before you even go to driver intros. Wow. Yeah. So I probably need to do that like, really quick okay. after we're done. <laughs> well, make sure not to go too long yeah. then. Um, NASCAR misses the highlight reel value brought by the Carl Edwards backflips, and they want a replacement. How much money would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? Uh, well, I guess they'd have to, well, they'd have to give me lessons because I can't, I can backflip off the boat into the water, but. Do you make it? I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, okay, so last year, uh, Harrison Rose was racing with us, and he has a boat out, I think, Baden Lake, and we did we did a, a lake day, me and, and him and Ross, team bonding. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this dock, like this two-level, like, I don't know, 20 feet in the air, and he said, hey, do a gainer, which is like you run at the end of the dock and you do a flip, backflip. Okay. So I'm like, I, I look over the edge. Um, I had some courage in my bloodstream at that point. Uh-huh. So uh, I said, uh, eh. And then I back up. And I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. Screw it. 
So I start running, and I get to the end of the dock, and instead of keep you know running, I stop, and then I do the flip, and I back flopped. Oh, ouch! And I, I was sore for the net. I think we raced Michigan. So not only was I sunburned, but uh-huh. like my back was like red for like oh. days. It was awful. Ouch! So as far as like NASCAR would have to like make sure that like I went and um, did lessons, uh-huh. pay for the lessons. I think it'd be cool to be able to do like a backflip. Just stand there and be like, "Hey, y'all, watch this. Do a backflip." <laughs> so yeah. Just pay for my lessons, and if I get hurt, pay for medical medical bills. Yeah, that's fair. I'm good with that. So um, each week I ask a question, uh, ask a driver to give me a question for the next guy. And I just did one with William Byron for the last interview. And uh, his question for you is, he he thinks he remembers seeing you on iRacing a lot. Yeah. And so he was wondering, um, oh, yeah, Uh, do you still do iRacing and how much does it help or hurt you? Yeah, I still do it. I don't do it near as, as much as I used to. Um, off season, I do it quite a bit cause I'll go crazy cause I'm not in a race car. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps, especially for road courses hmm. ahead of Watkins Glen, ahead of mid Ohio and road America. Um, I'll be on there doing a whole lot of it. So, uh, it, it, it doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. Even going to an oval, you can't get that seat, your, seat your pants feel, but you get that visual coming into pit road, exiting pit road. The bumps are mapped. If it's, you know, a, a track that hasn't been repaved or anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, it's I don't think iRacing has ever hurt me inside the race car. Although I will tell a really funny story really quick. Um, my first truck race I ran in 2015 with Mittler Brothers at Atlanta. And the way I have my wheel mapped, I have paddle shifters to look left and right. So people are probably going to make fun of me for this. But I was going down the, the, the back stretch. And I went to <laughs> – I looked – right but i went to hit my paddle uh, uh, <laughs> to look right wow because at that point i'd only ever done nascar on iRacing yeah so and so i was like, like instinctively looking i to instinctively like i looked but i hit the i went to hit a paddle and i was like i'm an idiot why did i just do that <laughs> that honestly makes sense because i mean if it's you get to the point where it's in your brain and your yeah. brain is telling you instinctively that that's how you do it yeah, yeah. interesting so, yeah i hope people don't make fun of me this is Ah, they might. <laughs> um, oh, well. So I don't know who the next driver. Oh, I, I let, let me say this. I don't know who the next driver is going to be, but it's going to be someone from the sprint car world because I'm going oh. to the Knoxville Nationals. Wow. Um, so do you have a question that I could ask uh, a sprint car driver? Sprint car driver. Oh, man. Those guys are way more brave than we are. I don't think I'd ever sit in a sprint car. Really? Um what was the first time like getting in I, i'm assuming 410 sprint car getting in like the 410 sprint or i guess any sprint car what was the first time that that you ever got in to a sprint car what was that feeling like and how long did it take for you to get up to speed oh that's interesting yeah yeah because like that takes bravery so you wouldn't think that you would just be like hammer down right away with it yeah but yeah cool well thanks for doing this Garrett. yeah appreciate it all right, everybody, so there you have it, Garrett Smithley on the 12 questions, and of course, his question was ultimately for Brad Sweet, and that was already answered a couple weeks ago because I did them out of order when you guys uh, told me that it'd be a good idea to run the Knoxville Nationals winner podcast right after he won, so that's what I did. That's how they got jumbled up a little bit, but they'll be uh, back on a normal order 
next week as Daniel Suarez will be next week's 12 questions. So look for that one as well. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, we're going to have our first hauler driver for a How I Got Here series, and that's going to be with Bob Decker, who drives the number 34 hauler for Front Row Motorsports. He was a sprint car driver, served some time in the Army, and now he is driving the hauler. So we'll ask him how exactly that all came to be and how he got to where he is today. And before I go, I definitely want to give some thank yous this week to some patrons on patreon.com. These are people who pledge $10 or more per month to help me stay on the road and put a roof over our heads. And so I want to thank Seth Weitzel, Stephen Vandez, Laura Harris, and Paul Burkholz. And I got to give an extra special shout out to Paul because Paul, for every single article I write, he sends me a text and says, hey, either this article didn't have any errors, I didn't say anything, or uh, yeah, you messed this up and you might want to go back and change that. So obviously with uh, no editor over at jeffgluck.com, just sort of uh, reading my own stuff. Sometimes I miss things. Well, frequently, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And Paul uh, almost always is reading it and then letting me know if I did something wrong that needs to be changed. So thank you to Paul for doing that. He hasn't asked for anything in return. He's just doing it because he's trying to help out. So that's really nice of him, and I definitely appreciate that. Final word before we go, for those of you who are patrons, make sure to check the Patreon site uh, for a patrons-only podcast coming up this week. I had asked you for some questions, and I will be doing a patron-only podcast to answer those questions and posting it on the Patreon site itself, not in this regular podcast feed. So make sure to check back for that and listen to the answers to your questions. So until next time, thanks as always for listening. Talk to you later on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.